listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Joel, JP, and Kyrie, and Gordon Damon, too. Hello, Gordon. Larry, how we doing today? How we how do we make it through the day today? It was not easy. That good, huh? All right. Yeah, good. it was not easy. It was <laughs> not easy, running. Gordon. It was not easy. This was uh, uh, the, the, some personal issues going on. Got some folks that aren't feeling well to right. go to the hospital today. So we got, um, you know, thank God, no corona symptoms. But I mm-hmm. uh, had some folks that had to go in and get some things checked out. So it was a little hectic today for that reason. But otherwise, it was okay. Well, at least we have some uh, ideas of baseball to keep our uh, minds, you know, <laughs> focused sorry. on the uh, down the road, I guess, right? Yes, yes, we do. Yes, we do. We we have some thoughts about that. Plus, we're going to um, chat a little bit about what seems to be the new rage, Gordon. What seems to be the new rage, and it's televised esports, and that's our Twitter question for tonight. At Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. Does televised esports with their favorite athletes mic'd up have any appeal to you without live sports? And guess what? We were talking to you uh, about a week or so ago about the uh, NBA 2K and all that, you know, the matchups between the different players and everything. Well, MLB, the show league is coming to uh, a stream near you. We'll talk about that at the bottom of the hour here. But Gordon, let's start off with this uh, this radical realignment for the 2020 season. And 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 Gordon, let's let's put a let's put a disclaimer on this. Why are we still trying to find a way to get? Don't leak anything. Don't say anything. Let's just when 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 you know there's a date, okay. Whenever you find out there's a date, Gordon, then come out and say, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. I don't want to leak anymore. I don't want to have these discussions, Gordon, because when I look at this, I'm like, and why are we doing this for a season? <laughs> How yeah, do we know if we're even going to play? Yeah. Well, I mean, look, there's no way of knowing that right now. So this is the time. And uh, I try to stay optimistic about things. So I like the fact that we're having conversations and where uh, things are under, you know, it's funny, the words that are being used, right? They're considering this plan. They're yeah. floating this idea. Mm. So, you know, look, everything being uh, an option right now, that's the right approach, right? Because we, we don't know a date. So if there, it's important to get the ideas out of the way now, which ones would work, which ones wouldn't, so that if you do get a day down the road where things are far more stable than they are right now, well, then you can hit the ground running. So I think it seems very similar to me uh, to the Arizona plan, right, the one where every team was going to play in Arizona. This one mm-hmm. seems a little bit more realistic because you're not asking every single team to go to Arizona. You kind of break it up by the, the spring training homes. But it's more realistic than that, but it's only slightly more realistic than like playing under a bubble, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we floated that idea too. So I like the fact that they're talking about things, they're thinking about things, they're floating ideas. You know, give me the ideas and I'll give you my opinion on them. But whether or not they're really all that realistic, they're more realistic, but that doesn't make them realistic, I guess was what I'm saying. Yeah, I hear, I hear what you're saying. And for me, I guess my problem is, and in case you didn't see it, it's uh, Bob Nightingale in USA Today. Uh, he's been writing baseball. My God, I talked to him like 30 years ago, Gordon. So he's he's still around doing going strong. God bless him for that. But they, they under this proposal, 
It's a radical realignment for this season. They're going to break it into two leagues, Grapefruit and Cactus Leagues. And as Gordon mentioned, the Grapefruit League obviously will be in Florida. The Cactus League will, will be mostly will be in Arizona. The Grapefruit League, what's just so interesting about this, Gordon, is <laughs> we know how wide Florida is. I mean, you yeah. could be, you know, they, you could be traveling two, three hours one way to, to different places to play. The one thing that I don't like about the Grapefruit League, Gordon, when you give me, I'm a Met fan, when you give me a break, how do I get the Nationals, the Astros, the Cardinals, and the Marlins? How do I get the Astros? Well, and the Nationals? well I'm a Yankee fan, Larry, so I think this is, fa- this is my favorite part of the plan. <laughs> the Yankees are, would be in a division with the Phillies. Okay, Phillies are all right. The Blue Jays, the Tigers, and the Pirates. Where do I sign? Let's 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 do that ordinarily. Let's make that the American League East every single year. I, that's fantastic. I wouldn't have to worry about injuries anymore. I get the Blue Jays, Tigers, and uh, Pirates sixty percent of the time. That'd be fantastic. I'd love that. Nineteen games with Joe Girardi, huh? <laughs> well, look, you know, I'm sorry for Joe. I loved Joe when he was here, and and the Phillies. At least they would be, I think, uh, a pretty you know pretty good competition, a possible playoff team if if things were to be the way they they usually are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the Blue Jays, Tigers, and Pirates. I feel like I can load up on those ones. We lose the Orioles, unfortunately, but uh, we still got the Tigers and Pirates there. Yeah, you do. And the South in the Grapefruit League would have the Boston Red Sox, Minnesota Twins, Atlanta, Tampa Bay Rays, Baltimore Orioles. We mentioned the East with the National. Strolls, Mets, Cardinals, and Marlins. Then in the Cactus League, Northeast, Cubs, Giants, D-backs, Rockies, and A's. In the West, Dodgers, White Sox, Reds, Cleveland, and the Angels. That would be interesting, Dodgers and Angels. And Northwest, Milwaukee, San Diego, Seattle, Texas, and Kansas City. I don't know who's going to win that division. <laughs> who's, Milwaukee, who's Milwaukee's in that one. Yeah, that, yeah, that's pretty. That's a pretty good division for Milwaukee. They might. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many games they're going to play, but they might win 115. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. So we'll get your thoughts on that at one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Now, once again, the plan would have all thirty teams returning to their spring training sites in Florida and Arizona, playing regular season games only in those two states and without fans, in an effort to reduce travel and minimize risk in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, divisions will be realigned based on the geology, ge- geography of their spring training homes. And the plans would allow teams to return to the comforts, get this, the comforts of their spring training sites for three weeks of training, which would also include exhibition games before opening the regular season and playing the schedule with a wholly different divisional opponent. Um, Gordon, I... I'm intrigued by this. The the only thing that, as I mentioned earlier, that I'm a little concerned about, and it's not really a big concern because it's not like they're traveling. It's not like they're flying cross country from New York to uh. Seattle, right? They're just probably driving a couple of hours. Is it, it, is the fact that it's the the distance in, in Florida and the alignment is kind of you know I'm, I'm biased, Gordon. I'm I'm not happy with the alignment, but I guess the way it is, it's it's as good as can work out for me. It's a little better than okay. You're staying here for four months, doggone it, and you're not leaving anywhere, but I think they're kind of leaving anywhere somewhere anyway, aren't they, Gordon? So let me get this straight. The Mets would, the Mets players would have to live in Port St. Lucie for a yeah. full year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they complain about when they have to stay in Port, Lucie, <laughs> Port St. Lucie for spring training. Right. I mean, could you imagine? Look, I mean, I like this plan better than nothing. Right. And I think this plan is slightly more realistic than the Arizona plan where every team would be there. And, you know, maybe it's because we're talking about this every day and not yeah. much really changes day to day. Right. You don't see any progress day to day. You have to take it from week to week, month to month. Mm-hmm. And we haven't been we, we don't have the, the time to be able to do that. It's almost like when 
you have a conversation about somebody's a billionaire, right? And, and you say, man, that must be great to be a billionaire. And you think about all the things you would do if you were a billionaire and the way you would spend your money and you do this and you do that. And then you get back to the point, yeah, but how are we going to get a billion dollars? Like it's still the first problem is still the first problem. Yeah. And it just seems it, I, look, I'm happy that they're talking and they're, and they're trying to come up with ways to save the season. It would be fantastic. It just again, it does not seem very feasible right now. Mm-hmm. Like I could understand a sports event taking place. Like we talked about UFC last night or WrestleMania, right. an event. Yep. Can you imagine a sports league? All the players, all the teams, all the the different people that are involved, it just it, it's impossible right now, and it's it's going to be impossible for quite some time. So, look, I'm glad that they're putting all the plans in place right now. As I said, hit the ground running. If things to turn around, it's just when you go through what the realistic aspects. It, as soon as you start to scratch at the surface a little bit, it just shows you what a, an incredible mountain it is going to be to get a baseball season started this year. Hopefully, it does. I, I want it to be, but it just seems like an uphill climb right now. It does. And, you know, once again, that's why, uh, look, we understand it's a business, Gordon. We talk about it over and over and again, and they have to come up with some plan. They can't just wait for, for, for the, the doctors to say, hey, okay, it's safe. We can now go back and start to have things slowly get back to the way they are. Oh, what do we do now? <laughs> we weren't ready for this. So they have yeah. to have some things in place. You got it. It just seems that, they're coming so fast and furious, Gordon. It's almost to to the fan. It's like putting the, it's t- making them take a back. Like, okay, w- what's the rush here? Can we just? Can you wait a little bit longer to to tell us what's going on? I'm almost, Gordon. And listen, I have all the respect for baseball, and I understand they're next in line. But I kind of like the way the NHL and the NBA have done it. And quite frankly, Gordon, they really haven't said that much. Only thing they've said is, listen, and the NHL hasn't said has said hardly nothing. And the NBA said, listen, we're not even thinking about anything till May 1st. Okay, so like, I, I could deal with that. I could understand that. And they may be, not, doesn't mean they're not working behind the scenes. It just means that we're not going to have any statements right now until we kind of figure out where things are. And, and I think I kind of like that better. Not that I'm upset with Major League Baseball, but I just feel like it's almost like, it, it, it's the optics, right? Right, Gordon? It's the optics. Yeah. It's like, we're rushing. It's Major League Baseball. We got to come up. And listen, we, we really want to play. We really want to play. And the NBA and the NHL are like, okay, we want to play too, but we'll let you know. We'll get back to you in a minute. Well, I'm sure that the part of this, as well as the, the first thing that got out there uh, about everybody in Arizona, I think that part of that is to see what the reaction is, right? Mm-hmm. Like we, we got the news the other, what was it, yesterday? All the days start to, you start to, yeah, rem- they do. what day did that happen? Um, about fans. You know, 61% of sports fans would not feel comfortable being back in an arena right now and and would not feel comfortable going to a game in the way that they did in the past. Now, that's not going to be a problem even, I think, when and if Major League Baseball gets up and running. But I think that Major League Baseball does want to kind of float these things out there, not just to give you an idea that they're working on things behind the scenes, but to see what the reaction of fans would be to something like this. This one... um, Look, it, again, it's good that they're talking. I don't think that they've nailed anything yet, and they really can't nail anything right now because the 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 thing that's controlling it is is not under control. So until until we get to see some sort of spike downward or, or decline downward or drop downward, that any plan that they can come up with is not going to really be a realistic plan. 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. 1-800-919-3776. Also on Twitter, at Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. On Twitter, our question, does televised eSports with your favorite athletes mic'd up have any appeal to you without live sports? And Gordon, I am right now watching MLB The Show. Uh, and I'm looking at uh, the uh, MLB. Oh, is this the, the first game League. that's going on? Yes, this is the first okay. game that's going on. And I'm is looking. Is this Tampa and and Cincinnati? Yes. Is that what it is? Okay. No, it looks like Tampa. No, Tampa and Boston. Ta- Tampa, Tampa and Boston. Oh, yeah, okay. Tampa and Boston. Okay, I got that. And wrong. Um, you know, it's it's that's a nasty pitch. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on ninety eight point seven ESPN. Gordon, um, the folks in our poll so far of the poll Let questions. Let me guess. Not, How dare you even ask that question? Not, no, I didn't get that. Oh, they, okay, they, good. They, they, they were shortened to the point. No. No. <laughs> no. Nope. 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 But but it is interesting for me to see if if uh, millennials and Generation Z We'll, we'll zoom, zoom in, check it out. And Gordon, you had an interesting question. Will it intrigue them a little bit, especially depending on what Major League Baseball does in their presentation, if indeed they do come back? If with the, you know, the short game, seven inning game, stuff like that, if that will somehow a little bit pull the younger audience in to see, okay, well, this guy, I saw this guy play on MLB The Show. Let me see how he really hits. And, you know, he did pretty good on the video game. Let's see how he really hits. And maybe that's something that pulls the folks back in, Gordon. I would think that if they had been able to, and look, it, it's it's a difficult thing, right? Because I would think that if you are going to be able to get professionals to be able to do this, they would have to be either A, not married, and B, certainly without kids. So you're going to be the younger, less established player, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you kind of have to have the star play. Like I might have a – if you told me Mike Trout was playing a game against Aaron Judge, I might – you know what? I might I might actually search that out mm-hmm. to go and find it and see how – or I'd watch highlights of it after it was over. Uh, or if there was a player – I'm trying to think of a, a funny guy in Major League Baseball right now. Somebody, you know, like a John Crook, but now, you know, somebody who had a mm-hmm. good personality and, and, you know, everybody could make everybody laugh. I might search that out. Looking at the list of names, nothing against the guys who are involved. Am I searching it out as a Yankee fan to see Tommy Canely uh, no. play a video game? No. Nothing against Tommy Canely. Love Tommy. Love Tommy High Sox. But I, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know necessarily that I. I don't see the appeal. No, <laughs> and no. I get I'd be it. Interesting to see I, how he hits, though. Right. Like, I, look, I. I get it. It's not for you. It's not for I. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's not for us. No. But um, I, I've never kind of understood the appeal of that. And my kids are not that they watch the video games, but they watch videos of people playing with toys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes yeah. no sense. I said, you have your own toys. Why? Why? No, I want to see them open up this thing. I, it doesn't, I don't get it. it uh, it's me. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I, I, I got to admit, though, I'm a little curious to see Jeff McNeil. Yeah. I, you know, it, it does. Is McNeil the kind of personality that uh, could kind of, you know, draw people in? I don't know. Just no. From a personality standpoint, Gordon, probably not. But just, mm-hmm. you know, he he's he's kind of piqued our interest as a hitter. Mm-hmm. 
as a Met fan and the fact that he was sitting on the bench because they played him in the outfield. It's typical Mets, which takes us on a whole other story, <laughs> right? The guy's hitting, the guy's battling for the National League batting championship and can't find a place in the field. He's, he's a, play him in the infield. No, they got him in, in right field and then left field. They got him everywhere where he should be. And, right. and so, you know, be. except where he should be. And listen, I've talked to enough baseball guys over the years, Gordon, and you've seen enough baseball guys over the years to know, hey, guess what? What happens in the field affects them at bat for a lot of these guys. You know, if you're thinking about what's going on on the field, well, I missed that catch. You know, now I feel like I got to make up for it, you know, at the bat. And, and that's when you end up, you know, grabbing the bat so tight, you got sawdust in your hands. So, you know, but for me, I'd, I'd be a little curious to see how he, you know, do as a hitter. I'd be a little curious. And, and funny, Tommy Kingley, I would love to see how he, how he pitches in video games. I would, I would, let me see, let me see what you really throw. I'm, I'm very curious to see what he would really throw in, in these games and, and how badly he would get hit. Because they'll tell you, Gordon, and, and, you know, it was alluded to, uh, in our interview with Jacob Wolf, uh, they never give you Unless you're the top of the line player, top of the line player, there's no player who's ever satisfied with how they're portrayed in video games. None. Yeah, they always that, complain. They always right, complain. Yeah, yeah. I'm well, faster. I mean, yeah, I'm right. stronger. I hit sure. better. They never come. They, they, they're never satisfied. <laughs> yeah. I, they, you know what? It just popped in my head. If you had like Alonzo, Pete Alonzo, yes, uh, that would be somebody who would, you know, a guy who seems like he has that kind of personality yes. to draw people in. Absolutely, that would be somebody that you know I might search it out. Yeah, the list of no, no offense to any of the names mentioned, but mm-hmm. I don't know necessarily, and I feel sorry for uh, Dwight Smith Jr. because he has to play with the Orioles. So I'm guessing his stay in the tournament. <laughs> That's going to be, be very quick. <laughs> You're short right. stay. He's gonna if his wife. If I don't know if he's married, but if his wife says, "How long is this going to take?" He can not say, long. "Not very long." I'll be I'll be done in a few minutes. Right. <laughs> I'll be done shortly. I'll be uh, <laughs> what the dinner's at ten. I'll be there. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll be there nine thirty. Help you set the <laughs> table. <laughs> we'll be in good shape. And and Gordon, you make a great point because that's unlike the NBA two K. I mean, they've got celebrity. They've got stars right in their game. They've right. got guys you want to see. Oh, I want to see this matchup. I want right. to see what they've got here. And, and you're right. That's what they have that, that they don't have with MLB. So maybe as they, you know, fine tune it and, and, and depending on what happens the rest of the, of the year, uh, if we don't have any baseball, you know, there might be some other guys who may become available a little later. That, that is true. Right. Like if you're not good at the game right this minute, you have some time to study up. That's right. That's for sure. That is for sure. You know, Gordon, it is, um, it's going to be interesting just to see what the audience responds uh, when we come back next hour to this radical realignment for the 2020 season, because um, Gordon and I have shared our thoughts. We'll, we'll reset that for you. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. You know, schools will survive and communities will thrive, but for student-athletes who have lost their senior seasons due to the pandemic, they may never get a chance to play on that grand stage again. So 98.7 ESPN would like to salute our local hometown heroes for accomplishing great achievements in scholastics and athletics. Email us at 987ESPN at gmail.com to tell their story. Use hometown heroes in the subject line and we'll do our best to share those stories. Let's share a story with Boone in the Bronx, Gordon. He's next on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, what's going on, guys? TGIF, man. Good to talk to you as always. Hey, Buddha. 
Hey, listen, um, quickly with the with the video game thing. Um, I didn't like watching people play video games in the arcade when I was waiting for my turn. The last thing I'm interested in is watching um, some, some guys play video games on the screen. I'm sorry. That's very uninteresting to me. Um, but you guys spoke about something last night. I mean, you touched a nerve. You opened up that faucet. You were talking about those early 80 Knicks teams. Um, you Uh-oh. left one guy out who really, like, I'm mean, honest, he was the most annoying of all of them. Was your boy Ken the Animal Banister? I like I number that. one. Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know if it was that booger on his face, um, you know, the, the missing the free throws and, and and starting fights and always losing them. But I mean, he was he 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 was the um, the epitome of why that the, of that time period. I mean, when we got Bernard, we were happy, you know. But then Bernard got hurt. Yeah, it just it was really a bad time, man. You know, my aunt was a hairdresser in Philly, so I just spent a lot of time down there. And um, you know, she she um she took me to a spectrum to see the game. And when I saw the sixes and I saw the way that that ball could move and how people could actually hit open shots, I kind of was like what what Durant was talking about. It's like you know, and I mean, I was you know here when the, when the Knicks were good. I was a small child, but mm-hmm. you know, I kind of gravitated away from them, man. You know, when, when Patino came, like when Spike was talking about that, you know, yeah. they, they were very fun to watch. The ball was moving quick. They were up and down the court. Um, you know, Pat had those young knees. He was able to get up yeah. and down the court. Yeah. But the only thing with that team was they didn't have toughness. Right. Then when you got to the 90s, you got the toughness without the ball movement or people being able to shoot uh, and make free throws. And, I mean, if, if, if in, in our best wish – it would have been a combination of of the eighties and the the, the mid eighties and the um you know the nineties team that would have been you know I think what would really would have um, gave us a chance. You know, Buddha, here's, here's what I wanted, game. Buddha. Here's all you needed, mm-hmm. Buddha. You ready? Here's all you needed. You needed What's Bernard up? with Patrick. Yeah, you did. Yeah, that's all you needed. Yeah, exactly. You needed yeah, Bernard right. with Patrick, you're 100% right. and you'd have been good. One hundred percent right. You'd have been good. But but you're right. Yeah. Some of those those teams in the eighties, Buddha, Gordon, oh. Oh, and, and then Buddha, so, so you're down you in Philly. <laughs> so Billy, Buddha, you're down in Philly. You're watching Andrew Tony. You're watching yes, Maurice Cheeks. You're watching Bobby Jones. You're watching Julius Serving. You, I mean, you know, you're watching Daryl Dawkins. Who, when when they allowed him to get off the bench, otherwise it was Caldwell Jones. I mean, you're watching. You're watching a team. You're watching a team with talent. Yes, and they had toughness too. And they had toughness. And, and I they love them. With the Dale three laced up your boy Danny Ainge, that was really a yeah, great oh, memory. Yeah, you know, of course, you know that was a great memory, man. <laughs> I felt yeah, hopefully the hopefully the NBA gets back soon and the Knicks get back next season and then they can make that trade for Chris Paul and bring him in, like they've done. I felt, I felt bad for that. Pat. You know why? Because when 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 they had that second chance. When they had Sprewell in Houston, yeah, and then he got hurt, yeah. And as much as LJ made the four point play. There were a lot of other plays that he couldn't make anymore, and his body was mm-hmm. broke down. Now, I, I felt real bad for Pat because, you yeah. know, you knew that that was going to be it there, you know? Yeah, you did. Sometimes, you man. Did. Hope it, it was rough. Better, man. Hope hey, it hey Buddha, and, and remember those those debates? Listen, they're better without Patrick Ewing, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus Camby in the post. Man. Come on, Buddha. Marcus Camby. Marcus Camby in the post. <laughs> yeah, all right. Where, right, where did his but, career go? <laughs> yeah, he would have. But see, but see, here's the thing, Buddha, and, and thanks for the phone call. And, and Gordon, with those teams, the problem with with Camby was, you know, they try, well, we it's not either or. You could have brought Camby off the bench with the second unit and changed the team and changed the dynamic. I mean, the Lakers showed you how it got done. 
All right, with, with the Showtime Lakers, what would happen? They run it up and down the court. Kareem didn't even come over half court sometimes. They're just flying up and down the court. But when they needed the basket, what did they do? They slowed the ball down and said, come on, Cap. We need the yep. hook in this one. Help us out. There's, there's you, ways to incorporate your, everybody by the on way, the team. Did you see the report from Begley today where he was – I guess it was more of a, of a thought that he – the idea that, you know, maybe the Jazz, there might be some rift there with yes. Donovan Mitchell – and Rudy Gobert and what it would yeah. take for the Knicks to be able to uh, maybe go out and get Donovan Mitchell, which is a bit of a pipe dream, I think. Yes. But the thing that he floated was that it would take at least two number ones and either R.J. Barrett or Mitchell Robinson. But why would they want Mitchell Robinson? They got Rudy Gobert. I don't know. That's what that, that's what he floated. I, yeah. I, I, it doesn't that's seem to make a lot of sense. But yeah, I mean, I think the thing that most people would and two I would want. Yeah, well, look, I'll tell you right now. If they told me, you know, two number ones and R.J. Barrett, I think I'd make that deal. That's interesting. I, you know, I'm still, I think, I, yeah. look, I, I, I would, I would kind of depend. It's not going to be my own one this right, year. Right, right. You know, right. maybe exactly. it's the Mavericks ones, you know, down the road. Yeah. But it's, it's not going to be my own one this year. But, you know, Can, I think so, R.J. Barrett might be nice. He might turn out to be a good player. Mm-hmm. I know Donovan Mitchell is a good player. Can I uh, substitute Nilakina? <laughs> <laughs> is is there any way I can substitute Nilakina there, there, Gordon? Could, could, is that way? Can I work? Could that work? I would love to try. I would really love to try to do that if I could. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Mike is in Queens. Hey, Mike, you're next on ninety eight seven ESPN. <laughs> Good evening, Larry. Gordon, how are you? Hey, Mike, Mike what's, what's going, going on? Now, uh, <clears throat> baseball, God bless their hearts, they keep trying new ideas. Last week it was the uh, pod people now that are trying to do the spring training sites when they travel. I mean, Larry, if you're trying to basically just confine people and tell them to have no contact yeah, they're spring training sites, although the buildings aren't up to, it's like minor league buildings, so they have to add technology, add people to that, but then do you quarantine those people? I mean, it's just, but I mean, at this point, the only way I would think, and they're trying to do it now because they have to plan, but Larry, let's be honest here, nothing will be, nothing should get done, I think, until what, June? Because Larry, every state on a different curve, okay? You have New York going down, California going down, Oregon going down, and other states you have going up. So mm-hmm. how do you start sports when some states are going down and other states have not even started their, their peak yet? Okay, some states are just starting to get crushed, and they'll be in two or three weeks, probably around May 1, just be coming out of it. So you have to wait to do, to do something. And mm-hmm. if it's going to be like that, do you do spring training, or do you even... Just be like. Well, that would be one of the appeals, though, of of the of the of the plan to have them in Florida and Arizona. If you only have them in those two states, you can kind of control the situation a little bit better in terms of which states are going up and which states are going down. Or do you just use California, the West Coast states, and put and put some teams there, and put some teams in New York, and just have them? What you want to have them use the same buildings, share buildings? Uh, at this point, I just, I understand where they're going, but to me, why not just use like one location, one building, and just have a marathon 
all day of baseball because I don't know if the start date is like June. Pick one building and just have like less games and do it like that. Because at this point, it's just how do you do it? I don't think that's feasible. I think that's even less feasible than what they're saying they're, they were going to try to do. I mean, it, it, look, again, they're just floating ideas out there right now. None of these things are set in stone. But I think that the idea of, you know, playing them in Florida, playing them in Arizona, and playing them at the stadiums that they're already kind of using is a more realistic plan than just putting them all in one place. That, that I mean, the, the field itself would not be able to, to hold up to that for very long. All right, Mike, thanks Love for the phone you, call. Buddy. 1-800-919-3776. You know, I tell you, Gordon, that's why they've got all these different, they've got all these different, um, uh, ideas, ideas and people are just getting confused. Like, what's, right. what's the best of the worst? Yeah. <laughs> so people are thinking about right now. It's like, yeah. all in one place and then all day baseball and look, it's, it's, it allows people to come up with it's almost like the Astros punishment. Remember like when we were waiting for what the Astros punishment was going to be, people kept coming up with like these ridiculous ideas. Well, they have to forfeit every third game mm-hmm. or they, they they have to play with uh with one less fielder in the infield. It was all these crazy ideas, so I guess that that's kind of what people are, are thinking up now just because they'd like to have baseball back, but I think it kind of goes back to uh the the the, the statement of Adrian Wojnarowski that unless you have rapid testing that is available at the drop of a hat, I don't think that any of these sports are going to be back anytime soon. I agree. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Yeah, you know, the news today, I, it was really kind of uh, sad. And I was not a huge XFL fan. But you know what? I thought that they largely got it right this time. It was a fun mm-hmm. league. It was a fun experiment. And to see that they're, you know, they're not taking the approach of, hey, we'll see. They're immediately. And now look, who knows? Maybe they might reevaluate this when there's a little bit more certainty. And this is just what they're doing now as a way to. You know, cut down on expense. I, I don't know why they would do this now and then restart it, but I, I do feel bad that it, uh, you know, it was an opportunity for some guys to play. The games, uh, were, were interesting and it was an interesting league and to see it get shut down so quickly when it seemed like it wasn't, it wasn't there any fault of their own this time. Like last time it was, it was just a bad design. This mm-hmm. time it seemed like it was a pretty good design. They were focused on the football and it, it was, you know, not always high level football, but it was still football. And I think that there is a market for it, but you know, just because of this crazy world that we live in now, it's kind of been taken away from us and, uh, it doesn't look like it's going to be coming back. But see, here's the thing, Gordon. Um, the wording is currently have no plans to return. Right. And I, and I read that as we don't know what the NFL is going to do. Like if the mm. NFL extends their season into where it kind of there's not much leeway where we can right. have a breathing a breather between the NFL and the XFL, we'll come back and guess what? We'll come back in 2022. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll we'll come back. Yeah, you're right. We won't come back in 2021. But depending on what happens, we'll come back in 2022. That gives us another year to reevaluate what we did, some of the mm-hmm. things we liked, some of the things we didn't like, and let's go back and, and try one more time. Because listen. Gordon, they had, here's what they had this time that they didn't have last time. The, the, the coverage of, of their games was much better than it was previously. 
Yeah, and, and, and it was the a better product. Was better. Yeah, yeah absolutely. it was. A, it was an overall was better. better product. It was a. You know, I could see. Not again. I'm not going to try and portray it like I was sitting there and and <laughs> watching. You know, um, these games every single week, but it was something that I could see myself watching, and. Um, it's just kind of a shame that it's kind of been taken away. It seems like it's, you know, out, out for good now. You have to think, you know, how much of a stomach does Vince McMahon have yeah. to to have this happen a second time where, he, you know, it was much better this time, but still it, it goes by the wayside. And whether or not he has a stomach to, to go back to the drawing board even a, a third time, I, I don't know. It's about what support does he get? That's what will, that's what will make that decision, right? It's about the support. It's about, uh, you know, the, will he have the same visibility that he had this time? Will he have more visibility? How will he, will he do like the other networks, Gordon, the other teams? And will he in, invite a, a Twitter or, or one of the streaming services aboard here to help it even, even expand his audience even more? It's, you know, it's, it's so interesting. From his standpoint to look and see, okay, let's see what the landscape is going to look like in a year. Yeah, you know, because well, I mean, twenty, we, you know, to, to think about what things could look like in twenty twenty one, I can't even imagine what things are going to look like in May. Know. You know, I mean, it's, I know. it's kind of hard to predict. It definitely is, but for him as a business model, he's you know he's I'll say this about him: he's a gutsy guy, and and he'll uh, you know if he if he thinks there's a way that he can build it a little bit more, he will try to build it a little bit more. That's the one thing I respect about Vincent J McMahon. Ah. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Hey, Doug in Long Island, you're next on ninety eight seven. Larry, how are you, buddy? What's going on, boy? Hey, hey Doug, man. what's going on? Hey, another day in the life, Larry. I hear you. Yeah, <laughs> um, the thing with this jazz, um, clearly there is. It, it might not be apparent, but I don't think Mitchell is even feasible. I just don't think it's realistic. I think Gobert is more realistic. And you have to think to yourself, would you give up Robinson and a number one and maybe something else? Because I do not see the Jazz going ways with Mitchell. He's 40 years younger than Gobert. And I don't care what the metrics say about how Gobert is more important. 27, Donovan Mitchell is 21, I think, maybe 22. Or he might even be 23 because he came out a little later. But I do not see them moving on from him. The thing that is mind-blowing about this whole thing is that Bill Jackson has to come back to my mind. Because oh, no. this yep. guy, most of his scouts wanted him to take him. Now, I don't know if we could have developed him because we have not developed anybody. And if anybody could have set up the miscast, but that one right there is tough because he should have been a Nick. I just want yep. to throw one other thing out there that I read today. Now, somehow with the NHL, that it's floated out there, they might want the players to take like a 35 to 45 percent pay card. And you know, I read something with Panarin Dennis about it, and he said he thinks that number high is not what he's hearing. But if it got that high, you know, the KHL is full up and have a lot of money. And as a Ranger fan, I love NHL hockey. Mm-hmm. Hockey is my passion, along with, you know, the other sports, but hockey is the one I always love. And, you know, there are a lot of guys that aren't from the United States that will have no problem leaving, and then the game is going to suffer. And as a Rangers fan, you know, being, you know, selfish, you know, Panarin is one of the better players in the league, along with Cabana just taking number seven, all on you. 
that could be a blow even when Hoppy does come back. No question. I mean, uh, it's it, it, if you start losing star players uh, for any league, you start losing star players elsewhere. That's going to be a, a big hit to take. But I think that yeah, I think that maybe that's getting a little carried away. Like, there's so much uncertainty to get to having answers on that question mm. when there's so many other questions you first have to answer. Like, is there going to is there going to be a conclusion to this season? Like, that's the first question you kind of have to answer, and it, it feels like we've been dealing with this for such a long time, but we really haven't, right? Like, if we deal with this another month, that that's the same amount of time that we're basically been dealing, you know, since the shutdown of the NBA and since it really became real for a lot of people. So, I don't think. Right. I can see why you would be concerned about it as a Ranger fan, as a hockey fan, but I think that that's, uh, I think that that actually happening, I don't know. It feels like that's a little bit too much uh, to to be concerned about at this point. And Doug, for me, one other thing. Yeah, go ahead, Doug. All right, I work in a hospital. I can't possibly see how in a month Major League Baseball, especially it came down today, hundreds. Of air traffic, of the flight attendants have this. How are you gonna, in a month, how are you gonna get all these guys there? And how do you You're know, not. like, to put them together? How, you gotta separate everybody for 14 days or 10 days right. just to make sure. I mean, I listen, it's, it's one thing to sacrifice, and listen, I, other people are going through a lot worse than me. We can't do this again. I mean, I don't care if there's no baseball for two, three more months. We cannot go through this again. This has to be done the right way. Baseball originally said there would be no baseball until it was safe to travel. And then all of a sudden, economics are coming into it, and little yeah. by little, well, this healthcare person said that. I asked three doctors today, and they said, I see no way that's possible. So I don't know who's saying it's possible and who can see this happening in a month. And I will say, I miss sports as much as everybody. But I, I can't see us taking a chance on this. We're already gone into it. we got to commit to this and see this through and get it done the right way. Doug, you're a thousand percent right, and thanks for the phone call. And, Gordon, we've said it from the beginning. You can't rush it back because if you do and something happens, you're going to shut it down again, and that's going to be even worse. And the problem is is that you don't know when that moment's going to come, and you don't yep. know – there's no way of knowing, right? Like there's no way even when it does come of knowing that – it's not like somebody's going to come out and wave a flag and say, okay, it's all clear now. It's going to be this slow ramping up process for people, for businesses, for sports leagues, for everybody. And, uh, I, yeah, no, I mean, it's not, he was saying, you know, Doug saying, how are they going to do this in a month? Basically, they're not. They're not going to do it in a month. It's not no. going to be, it, it, when May 1st rolls around, baseball is still not going to be, uh, close to opening up spring training. I, I just can't see it. I mean, as he said, you get one person that has it, they're out of the, they're out of the box for two weeks. That's it. That's no half question. a month right there. That's right. And the other issue is, Gordon, you're, it's all not going to end at the same place at the same time. All right, you're right. going to have different waves of going. I mean, there's, there's states, obviously New York, people look at New York and say, okay, well, when New York is done, we'll be okay. No, it's going to go from here to someplace else. Right. All right, it's, gonna it's, be, it's, it's crazy it's to me that people are still kind of saying, well, you know, it's not this bad this place. It's not yeah, that bad that place. Exactly. It wasn't that bad when Rudy Gobert had it. There was only like 1,200 documented cases in the country. That was a month ago. Yep. 1,200. Not 12,000. 1,200. 
we can't rely on what the numbers are of people because it's clear because of the, the issues with testing. We don't know all the people that have there's far more people that have it and have had it than we'll we'll ever know. Yep, that's for sure. And by the way, Doug, I, I, I hear what you're saying about Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell at 24 on September 7th. Give me Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather. Have I, I, I heard that promo that that uh, Bart and Han had, where Alan's yes. saying, you know, whatever, whatever it takes to get him, get him. Yes. I'm not usually a fan of whatever it takes to get him, get him. Mm-hmm. That's one. Uh, that, that's the one I'm making the exception <laughs> for. Whatever you can do, whatever the on the Knicks roster is, that, yes. I'll take that. I'll yeah. take one of those. Yeah, I would love to see Donovan Mitchell in blue and orange. It might make me smile when I look at the Nick game again instead of shaking my head going like I'm normally doing when I'm watching. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.